Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Christian Podcast. Uh, we want to welcome you uh, to our podcast where we look at real-world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Uh, today, I want to talk about Christ and coronavirus. Shocker, again. <laughs> this is a uh, part three of a series that, honestly, I really did not expect uh, to be on part three. Uh, I remember from the beginning, it was, uh, let's let's quarantine for... Uh, 14 days in order to, you know, get the curve down and uh, 14 days turn into months. And um, that was in March. Um, And now we are um, making our way through uh, into August. And uh, there's no real signs of what um, this is going to turn into or what it's going to be or where we are or where the end of this tunnel is or the light at the end of it, so to speak, um, just socially, you know, and um, it's really getting me to think and to really process through everything and really kind of look at everything and, and, and really ask God, Lord, how can I have pure joy through this trial and, and, and through these um, dark moments and times? You know, that's what James says. James says to count it pure joy when trials and tests are among us. And if we don't um, have that pure joy, the Bible says that we can ask the Lord for wisdom uh, to, to really understand more. God, what is um, the meaning behind all this? What What can you do or what can you do through it? Because that's what really... Um, shines forth really the heart of God. It's a heart that he can work through the mud, he can work through the mire, he can work through the rough stuff in order to make something beautiful. You know, he can, you know, rough out all the edges. He can, he can take something that was um, barren and just a wasteland and turn it into something lush, beautiful, and flowing with rivers um, I love the heart of God and what he wants to do. And it, it's constantly reminding myself that uh, God's ways and thoughts are higher than mine. And to just lean in on that trust um, that I know his heart. I've experienced his heart and I've experienced a God who who loves us and cherishes us. And so in these moments, um, it's really important to really lean in, lean into who he is, lean into who um, he says he is uh, in his word, because his word really is a lamp, especially during these dark moments. I was um, reading um, an article from CNBC, and it says this, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic has nearly instantly and very dramatically pivoted the priorities of some makers, startup founders, entrepreneurs, researchers, and doers. The innovators to solving problems related to the pandemic and preparing for uh, any in the future. Every tech entrepreneur that I know is spending time on the pandemic response. CEO of a global startup, Accelerator, the Founder Institute, uh, Adeo Resi tells CNBC, make it. Many innovations will result from this global focus. Alibaba, 
for instance, was transformed by the 2003 severe acute respiratory syndrome epidemic in China. The company launched its first customer marketplace just as people around the country were self-quarantining. So they turned to shopping online, setting the company on its path to becoming a 500 billion e-commerce giant. And I think of all of these things, I love that word pivot, you know, and that's really what we've had to do. I mean, us at our church, I mean, we really had to pivot. We had to really think this through. How do we navigate through services? Uh, how do we, um, how do we do it? How do we make, um, the people who are, are coming to our church feel, um, that it's a safe environment, a clean environment. Those things are really important. Um, and we really had to pivot and to think outside of the box in ways that we've never truly thought. We never truly thought. And so this article really talks about that, about the pivot that um, had to be taken. And I think, you know, there there were things that I personally um, planned. If you've been, um, you know, a fan of, of the podcast and listening to the different parts, you you know that I uh, I moved um, in the beginning of all of this and uh, I had so many plans and dreams and uh, goals and things that I really wanted to, to do and I, I literally had to pivot. I literally had to uh, take a step back and really reevaluate things and the things that uh, I, I had real no priority in. I saw myself doing those things first, like uh, focusing on social media uh, for one, uh, having this podcast, doing things like that, things that I never thought that I would do or things that I thought I would push off to a later time. Uh, I had to kind of pivot and switch focus on that. And I was thinking um, of all of these things that we're doing and in and, and one staff meeting, one of one of the pastors at our church, uh, she really kind of made me think, um, and she she made a statement of, "Are we still on mission despite being confined? Despite being, um, you know, are we still on mission despite being in kind of a a, a weird limbo state of weight uh, in a weird um, time and 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 in a weird season? You know, are we still on mission? You know." Or are we just waiting for things to go back to normal? Um, I think really that innovation in this time is uh, really looking at what we are called to do and figuring out new ways to do them. You know, ask God for wisdom and he'll give you dreams and surround you um, with people who will spark innovation and and spark moments of a pivot or or, you know, trying to figure out you know, how do we do this despite, you know, don't allow COVID to, to be a prison, a mental prison, you know, don't allow it to be, um, kind of this, you know, this shackles and chains of, well, I can't do nothing until this is over. No, you can do something, you know, you, you, are you still on mission? Are you still on mission for what God has called you personally to do? Maybe in your job, maybe with your family, maybe with your friends. What What is the thing that God is calling you to do? And, you know, are you still on mission? You know, I think of that. Am I still on mission? And I'm constantly, when, when she said that, I, I, I started to begin to really look at that and say, you know, Lord, am I on mission? Am, am I where I'm supposed to be? Am I where, you know, you're, 
you're calling me to be, you know? And also God will place people in your life to spark fresh ideas and dreams. The people who you surround yourself with um, can either uh, derail you um, or can elevate you. And that is so true. I've seen people who I've surrounded with um, with myself either really push me forward or really kind of hold me back. Um, and their influence made me do wrong things, things that I, I wish I would have never done. And, you know, that's just the, the fact is that the people who you surround yourself with um, is important. You know, it's important. Um, one one thing during this time, um, my my wife's cousin, she uh, we were getting ready uh, for the birth of our son and uh, she she does graphic designs and she's really a really talented artist and um, she did some graphic designs and she said hey I'm doing this uh, e-commerce um, page where uh, I, I can design these different things and we can make t-shirts we can make logos uh, we can make pillows and blankets and canvases and uh, hats and all of these different things and when she when she mentioned it and I saw the shop and I'm like wait what is wait what is this you know because I I love graphic design I'm definitely not as good as her you know and I'm I consider myself really an amateur I have no formal training at all um I just kind of uh, just mess around with some apps on my phone and that's a, that's the extent of it um, but when she did that, I started searching for different, um, different things. I, I searched different websites, uh, for, you know, that same, uh, thing for e-commerce. And I started thinking to myself, wow, like I want to do this. This would be so cool. I could start a little t-shirt company. And so, uh, again, it was just a little pivot, you know, and I was, you know, I got sparked this innovation, this new thought. Um, and it all was because she, she did it. That was her, like, that was her thing. You know, I thought it was really cool. And I did my own research. I looked into it and I figured it out. Um, so I think it was my last video or maybe it was the video before that. It was one of the videos that, uh, I did a little shout out talking about, uh, you know, how we have some, some merch for the podcast. And I have different uh, Christian-based t-shirts that, um, you know, it's called Integration Clothing Co. And if if you're on Instagram, uh, take a look, Integration CC, at Integration CC. Um, take a look at it and take a look at our designs and all of those things. And it's just a, a little uh, clothing company that I started just to give glory to God and to have really cool minimalistic um, designs and to just do something fun. You know, I was cooped up and I thought, you know what, I, I need to do something fun, something um, that's like a hobby. And so out of that, out of who I surrounded myself with, um, I was able to really uh, kind of grow in the midst of this, you know, and I thought that I would just be kind of in this waiting time, but I didn't notice that I was actually growing even in the midst of, of this dark moment and kind of in this weird moment where it's like, what, what do I do and how do I do it? You know, and just like these companies that uh, I read about, they, they pivoted, they, 
you know, they innovated during this time and they thought of new ways and, and they grew their company even in the midst of this. You know, I think of, I read this uh, article about how in the midst of this pandemic, you know, so many people are starting to shop more and more online and how Jeff Bezos uh, got more and more money, uh, you know, billions of dollars or whatever, whatever outrageous number uh, he, he currently has, I guess, because of the people who were home. Um, they were more um, apted to uh, shop online. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, God, you know, how is this going to work together for your good? And, and how can I pivot? And how can I grow? How can I be on mission um, despite all that's going on around me? Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him and who have been called according to his purpose. See, things may seem dark, but God is truly the God of the turnaround. He turns mourning into dancing. He turns sorrow into a song. He's just so, um, he's, oh, how, he's so famous for it. <laughs> you know, he, he turned, uh, Joseph from a guy who was in a pit to, to, to go to a, a palace, you know, in this amazing journey, you know, he, he just, man, I, I just love it. I love it. I love the heart of God and what he wants to do. Um, and, and how he wants to use us, you know, and I love how he shows that. Um, I, I was doing some research with, with pandemics and, you know, what, what has happened in the past? What, what does history you know, show, does it repeat itself, you know, um, does it, um, does it show anything interesting, you know, what is, what is the pattern here, and, um, I, I read this article from Forbes, and it says this, this is from the great plague and the birth of modern society, it says this, very few disasters have affected society so significantly and done greater damage to humanity than the Great Plague or the Black Death between 1331 and 3153 in, in Europe. No one knows how many people died, but all estimates range from tens of millions to hundreds of millions. The Black Death is estimated to have killed 30 to 60% of Europe's population and is considered the greatest calamity in history. Just about everything changed as a result of this plague. With millions of people dead, human labor became a premium. People needed to work, and they needed to work harder and longer, giving rise to today's work style. Wages rose, and the poor became wealthier, equalizing society. Land was plentiful, as there were few people to share it. And as incomes rose, so did literacy, giving rise to new thinking and freedom of thought. With education and hi hierarchical society, people lived in before the plague began to give way to a society further grounded in, in parity. With more people working harder and for higher wage, one of the first things that came into existence were clocks and hourglasses to keep track of time people worked. 
The plague also made citizens realize that the medical system they had previously relied on, one rooted, um, did not work to keep them alive. And this spawned the birth of modern medicine, grounded in science and experimentation. And as labor began more, became more precious, automation and tools that made it easier to do things were invented. The first eyeglasses were introduced to help people become more productive, as were hospitals, guns, modern homes, and a host of other innovations. One of the greatest disasters the human race has ever faced gave rise to a new world and a new order of thinking that has shaped our lives for centuries and influenced how we live and think today. So what happened was things turned around, you know, people pivoted, people shifted and changed. And um, it's one of these things that, you know, if that is the picture of the world, how much more is the picture of the church that we have God to literally um, give us wisdom and understanding and to really uh, have a godly perspective on things that we say and do, especially with the mission that God has you know, given us to do and the, and the purpose that he has. Remember what it says that all things work together for the good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. So what is his purpose for your life? And those are the questions uh, that we truly need to ask each and every day. Another um, one that I researched, and, and this again comes from uh, the same article from, from Forbes was SARS and the growth of e-commerce. So uh, this article says this, it says in November 2002, SARS or Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome first appeared in China and quickly spread to Hong Kong and other regions, putting the world on high alert just like today. Uh, travel to Asia came to a standstill, costing the global travel industry billions. Tourism around the world came to a halt, and businesses in the global economy suffered. By some estimates, SARS cost the world economy some $40 billion. This figure is just the start, as the real impact was not on what people did once they were aware of its risks, but what they didn't do. They didn't go to work, they didn't go to malls, children didn't go to schools, so parents had to stay home, they didn't go to restaurants, all in all, a gloomy scenario quite like the one we are facing today. But as with many other epidemics before it, as the dark cloud lifted, there was a silver lining. Consumer internet penetration in China, which had historically been low, started to rise. E-commerce that was virtually non-existent came into vogue. When people had to stay home, they still wanted to stay connected, shop from home, and get information to their homes. And while the internet was going to grow anyways, uh, SARS accelerated it, its penetration in China and provided a, a launch pad for companies like uh, Alibaba and JD.com to take advantage of shifting con uh, consumer habits and building two of the largest and most influential companies in China and the world. It was such a shift with e-commerce and, and just selling things online. I mean, I, I think of today and, you know, I feel like I shop more online than I even go to a mall. You know, it's a shame that some malls and maybe, um, you know, when I was in college, I was in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, the mall was huge and beautiful and growing and 
always packed. Um, but then uh, I grew up in a mall in Pennsylvania, you know, and when I in Pennsylvania where I grew up, and the mall was just, I mean, it was a ghost town. There was there was hardly anything, you know, and nobody was ever there, even, you know, on the weekends. You know, it was once a booming place, you know, when I was a kid, you know, and it seems like, um, you know, kind of took away some businesses and you see, you know, with Cyber Monday and all of these, you know, uh, online stores and, and shops, you know, that really took off and, and flourished more than ever because of SARS, because of these things, you know, and, you know, so it's one of those things. It's, you know, what is God? I'm just thinking of all of these things. I'm thinking of the Black Plague. I'm thinking about SARS. I'm thinking of all of these different things, all of these uh, pandemics in history. Something shifted every single time. Something uh, changed every single time. It, it has always shaped society. It has always, um, you know, shaped kind of the, I guess, the pathway of, of society as a whole, you know, and, and, you know, not only globally, but spiritually, I'm thinking, you know, what, here's like my thought process. And I'm literally just processing this out loud, but, um, I think to myself, you know, what is the church and how is the church going to be reshaped and, and, and focused, you know, is it going to be more online? Is it going to be, you know, like, well, what is it going to be, you know, and I, I keep having these crazy thoughts, like, is church going to just be an app, you know, like, what am I going to do, you know, like, what, like, is this what it's going to be, and, you know, one thing that I really felt the Holy Spirit kind of leading, leading my heart was, you know, it's not about four walls, it's important, now, gathering is super important, you know, the Bible says, don't forsake uh, the assembling of the saints. Don't forget coming together. There's something important when we all gather together and we we worship together and we pray together and 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 we you know focus on the Lord together. There's something important. But I think one one thing that it has been taught is the importance of every single day seeking the Lord personally outside of the walls but in the home and daily for things that the Lord wants to do so what's he pivoting what's he doing what's he moving um, what is he causing you to do how is he uh, keeping you on mission you know I'm so sick and tired honestly of of talking about this about talking about COVID about talking uh, you know about all of these things man I just want to talk about you know hope you know, hope, I, I love it. Um, you know, I, I, I got to, to listen to, to a guy uh, speak uh, the, the other day, and uh, he, he said something really profound, actually. Um, a man filled with wisdom, and he said this. He said, that hope is faith for tomorrow. Hope is faith for tomorrow. And, you know, the Bible says that, um, that now faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. You know, it's the things that we hope for, the, the hope that we have for tomorrow. The hope, you know, for tomorrow are the dreams and, and the mission that God has for us. You know, the things that, you know, we, you know, we, we want to do, the things that we want to accomplish, the goals that we have. 
you know, the, the things that we want to do and the places we want to see. All of these things are great. All of these things, you know, are are amazing, you know. And I'm thinking to myself all throughout this is, you know, God, I don't want to be talking about this. I want to I want to be innovative. I want to I want to pivot. I want to start something new. I want to start something fresh. I want to, you know, start something that's never been seen before. You know, what a, what are you know, it's like all of these people start these amazing things and it's like uh you know, God, what am I going to do? You know, and and you know, you can do it. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength, you know. And I think of these things and, you know, I think of him causing innovation. And I'm thinking of all of these uh, testimonies of what had happened throughout history, you know. And and I think to myself, Lord, birth some dreams and birth some visions. You know, the Bible says in the last days um, that God will give dreams and visions. Uh, he said that your young men, your young women, you know, will have visions and your old men and your old women will dream dreams. And I think, Lord, and I, I that's my prayer, is Lord, let me uh, pivot, have goals, visions, dreams. Let me be on mission despite what's going on, you know? Social distancing is no longer an issue. These things cannot be a problem. These things can no longer, you know, derail me, you know, because I'm, I'm called to pivot, you know, I'm called to pivot. And I, uh, I, I was reading this scripture and, and I, I want to leave you with this. It's Proverbs 16.3. It says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plan. So I want to encourage you with this is... Go to the Lord with your dreams and the visions that you had. Maybe even uh, prior to, maybe you feel really derailed by this. Maybe you feel like uh, all the plans just went right down the tubes. You know, ask the Lord, Lord, all the things that I've had planned, Lord, is there a way that I can still do it despite the circumstances, despite, Lord, give me the the ability to pivot. Lord, give me the ability to... uh, to, to be innovative. Lord, give me the, the ability to think outside of the box, outside of the norm. Uh, God, help me to, uh, to think um, more than I ever have. Lord, wake me up in the middle of the night with ideas. Lord, wake me up in the middle of the night to speak, uh, you know, and to show me a dream or a vision. Lord, allow me to continue to walk in this and to stay on mission despite um, all that's going around me. God, teach me to pivot. Teach me um, to make a difference. Just like in history, we've seen all of these things happen. Lord, you can do it 10 times better than the world ever could. Well, that concludes um, part three of the coronavirus series. And I don't know, maybe there's a part four, maybe there's not. I have nothing planned. Um, Maybe there's going to be a post-COVID. I don't know, I have no idea. Um, But all I can say is that um, God has some amazing things for you in store, despite all of this going on. You know, in history, things have pivoted, things have shifted, Um, Because of pandemics, actually, amazing things have happened in history. It it gave birth and made room for 
uh, growth and made room for uh, innovation. Um, and, you know, we understand as Christians that all things are working together for the good. Stay in God's purpose. Stay in God's hands. Um, he has a future not to harm you, but to prosper you and to give you um, strength and hope and vision and so many amazing things. A hope and a future is in store for you in your life. Um, so encourage someone. Um, ask God. Maybe you have a, a journal that you write things down in. Write again. Dream again. You know, maybe God has a new song that's going to be birthed out, out of your spirit. Maybe a, a book. Uh, maybe a t-shirt company. Maybe uh, a podcast. You know, maybe a an Instagram page where you um, share uh, scriptures daily. I, whatever that is, ask the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And He'll allow you to fulfill them despite despite COVID, despite all of the regulations, despite all of these things. So keep moving forward. Keep moving ahead. God's with you. He's with you from the very beginning and He's still here with us. And that's what gives us hope. Hope for tomorrow. Faith for tomorrow is the hope that we can have today. So be blessed. Be encouraged. Until next time. Bye.